What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe. It is Monday, December 14th. What a weird day. Man, oh man. Week 14, not exactly how we drew it up. I mean, there were some plays that were all right, but Deontay Johnson, I'm looking at you, bro. Uh, I want to unpack everything that we saw here in this wild day for the first uh, weekend of most leagues, most leagues. I know not everybody has their playoff start in week 14, but most leagues. want to unpack that for you on the show today, some insights there, uh, some information on some players getting banged up, all that fun stuff. But first, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out Monkey Knife Fight. MonkeyKnifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifefight.com there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you could be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So there you go. Go check it out, Monkey Knife Fights. Good stuff. And use that promo code RANT if uh, if you are going to check it out. That helps helps the show out. It's a good way to do it. Anyway, let's dive into the info here. And uh, we'll, we'll kick things off with this Philadelphia-New Orleans game. A very interesting game on the slate. A uh, big takeaway here right on the surface is the Eagles did the Saints better than the Saints did the Saints in this one. The Eagles had a mobile quarterback who was able to throw just enough, right? 167 passing yards and a score for Jalen Hurts in this one. Of course, the score goes to Alshon Jeffrey. If Hurts can make Alshon Jeffrey relevant, then obviously he's doing his job here. But he also made Miles Sanders relevant. They were running that read option. And and Sanders, I mean, hey, most of the production came on the 82-yard touchdown run. But he did score another touchdown as well. And he had an 82-yard touchdown run against the best run defense or one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So we can't knock that. Hurts going up over a hunch on the ground. 18 for 106. Now, he's not going to carry the ball 18, hopefully. Not going to carry the ball 18 times every week. That's not, not the recipe for longevity at the quarterback position in the NFL. But regardless... Jalen Hurts is a top 10 fantasy option this week. He is going to be in that conversation this upcoming week as well for the Philadelphia Eagles because he will be the starter. And on the schedules, the Cardinals, I'm not that intimidated by it. Yes, I know they beat up on Daniel Jones. We'll get to that in a little bit. Of course, you get the Cowboys the week after. Uh, That is pretty good. And the Eagles are still somehow in the playoff hunt. I mean, it's a long shot, obviously. But... Hurts, not bad. On the other side, Taysom Hill threw for 291 and two touchdowns. He only ran for 33 yards, but generally speaking, wasn't a disaster of a fantasy play. It was worse for, uh, you know, for real football purposes. Alvin Kamara, though, finally, finally, 10 targets. That's how you do it, Taysom. 7 for 44 and then 11 for 50 and a touchdown on the ground. Of course, Michael Thomas, solid, 8 for 84. I mean, he'll take it. 
can't complain, right? A touchdown would have been nice, but really can't complain with uh, with that outcome there. Uh, moving on to the next contest on my list, that would be the Packers and the Lions. My quick takeaway here, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. It's really that simple. He now has 39 passing scores on the season. Uh, this is going to go down as arguably his best season ever. The connection that he has with Devontae Adams. How about that touchdown reception for Adams? The catch, the run, it was a thing of beauty uh, for for Adams there. And, and the part of Adams' game that we don't get to see enough of. So that was fantastic. Seven for 115 and a touchdown. MVS getting in the end zone. Robert Tunyon getting in the end zone, who has been really one of the breakout tight ends of the year for fantasy purposes. Aaron Jones had a down game here. And that's one of those... The Lions showed up. They were a little bit better than you thought they were going to be. Uh, it was a lot of passing, and you know you really can't fault Jones per se. I mean, 15 for 69, which is pretty solid. It's just not good for fantasy, but it was a solid football game. I'm not going to knock him there. As expected in this one, DeAndre Swift, while he was active, he did get in the end zone as a runner. So there was that, but this was a really dicey play. I talked about this on CBS Sports Network that I was, you know, I was a little bit concerned with, uh, you know, with using him because I was concerned about how much he would be used. And he ended up in this contest uh, being used thirty, you know, thirty six snaps in the game. So generally, I mean, he was out there a little under fifty percent of the time. Carry on Johnson fourteen snaps, Adrian Peterson sixteen snaps. So it wasn't terrible, but he just didn't put up the uh, the fantasy numbers that you would hope for. At least he salvages it with the touchdown. But uh, four for twenty six as a receiver as well, so not too shabby there. T.J. Hawkinson continues to roll. Matthew Stafford, though, looks like he will not play in Week 15. Banged up in this game, so make sure you have other plans in place if you're like me and maybe have him in a two-quarterback league. Bucks Vikings, uh, the big takeaway here, kicking matters. <laughs> Kickers matter, man. Yikes. Was this the worst kicking performance you've ever seen? I mean, it was bad. Oh, it was bad, bad. 0 for 3, field goals, 0 for 1, extra point. I mean... He makes those, you're talking the difference of another 10 points. The Vikings are in this game, you know. Anyway, um, otherwise, I mean, Dalvin Cook ran well against a very good run defense. Still gets up over 100 yards. Uh, got a t- you know Scored a touchdown, so he was just fine. Thielen ran into some tough coverage. Same with Jefferson, and it wasn't really a Cousins day, even though he did throw the ball 37 times. Big Irv's trending up. Big Irv's going to be a factor next year in fantasy. Ronald Jones has a, a fracture in his uh, finger, but he managed to carry the ball 18 times for 80 yards and a touchdown. No Leonard Fournette. It looks like the Bucks are trying to forget Fournette. Otherwise, it was a tough one because Scotty got the touchdown, the long touchdown, and and Gronk had the short touchdown, but that meant really nothing uh, for Antonio Brown, for Mike Evans, for Chris Godwin. You really thought this was going to be a much better spot for them. It was a weird game. It was definitely a weird game. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs and Dolphins. Tua trending up is my big takeaway from this game. Tua is trending up. He wasn't that great in the first half, and that was when the defense played a little bit better, but Tungavailoa, 316 passing yards and uh, two scores. Did take four sacks in this one, but not too worried about that. 
He was really beat up at wide receiver, though. Parker leaves the game early. Jakeem Grant leaves the game early. So you're left with like Mac Hollins, Lynn Bowden, who isn't really a wide receiver or a running back. He's a tweener. Gasicki was phenomenal. He got banged up in the in the end of the game. So this team, even with all the injuries, continues to keep chugging along. But man, oh man, they got to get healthy. On the other side, Ty Freak. He only touched the ball four times. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Up over 100 scrimmage yards, two scores. Yeah, he's freaking awesome. Travis Kelsey is like playing two tight ends at once. Uh, really impressed there with yet another solid outing for Kelsey. He seemingly could do whatever the heck he wanted in this game. Uh, Tyreek Hill couldn't necessarily. Xavier Howard was pretty awesome. Uh, he has been pretty awesome this year. But Mahomes, you're not going to complain even with the three interceptions he throws for 393 and two scores. Solid fantasy day uh, for him. Indy and the Raiders, the takeaway in this one, Jonathan Taylor has arrived. It is official. And I think this is really just a case of rookie running back entering the season with no real offseason in a traditional sense, no preseason, obviously, in a traditional sense. And he now finally gets the offense. 20 for 150 and two. Now, this was against the Raiders. They're not that great against the run, but still. 20 for 150 and two. Naeem Hines went seven for 58 as well. Like you can run all over the Raiders. But in addition, Taylor, eh, two more catches for 15 yards as a receiver. He chips in a couple extra points there. Solid game for him. T.Y. Hilton has officially risen from the dead. Five for 86 and two scores for T.Y. Hilton. Where you been all our life? On the other side, Josh Jacobs trolling the fantasy audience. Now, I know there's a variety of takes out there about this, and here's my take. It's really simple. If people have been hitting up Josh Jacobs behind the scenes saying, like, "Eh, you better play for my fantasy team, then I think he was within his rights to, to mess with us. If it didn't happen, if he just did this to be a dick, all right, well, he's a dick. And uh, not cool. But if, if there, you know, there's that small select group of the fantasy playing public who are who really have no business playing our game because they attack players when players don't perform well. And that's not what this game's about. We're lucky enough to be playing because of these guys. And the game that these guys play is freaking nuts. So, you know, maybe back off a little bit. But yeah, those people have no business playing our game anyway. Uh, he didn't play that well. <laughs> Long story short, uh, maybe he wasn't worth it. Derek Carr, yet again, I mean, because he had a rushing touchdown, ends up being a top 10 fantasy play, but he was just too risky to to really roll with here. Speaking of risky, Mitchell Trubisky. Risky Trubisky. There you go. It, it was officially written today. Mark it down. December 14th, 2020. Risky Trubisky. All right. Uh, in that game, though, it was more about David Montgomery capitalizing on a very good matchup yet again. First play from scrimmage, boom, he's gone. 11 for 113 and a touchdown. That was an 80-yard touchdown from David Montgomery. Three for 42 as a receiver as well. Montgomery was a monster, monster. So was Allen Robinson. Nine for 123 and a score. And Risky Trubisky here as well. By the way, over the last three weeks... Montgomery has faced the Packers, the Lions, and the Texans. I don't have the order in front of me, but those are the next three teams that Derrick Henry faces. (laughs) So, just saying, 
Derrick Henry's going to win a lot of people fantasy championships this year. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Trubisky, if you if you somehow rolled with him, uh, you, yeah, you did well. Uh, can Kiki QT produce 100-yard games against anybody other than the Colts? That's my other takeaway here. I don't know if he can. Three for 24 and a touchdown on three targets. Chad Hansen right, leading these guys in targets with seven. Seven for 56 for Hansen. Duke Johnson was predictably lackluster as a runner, but solid as a receiver. That's what he does. And uh, Deshaun Watson, a little bit of a down week for him. Cowboys and Bengals. Giovanni Bernard, my big takeaway here, has no fantasy value going forward. He was outcarried by Samaje Pirine and Trevion Williams. Yep, no value. Gio fumbled early, and that was that. <clears throat> uh, Brandon Allen banged up, so we got another game with Finley, but I don't know if Allen will miss next week. Doesn't really matter. There's not much appeal there whatsoever. On the other side, oh, Andy Dalton got that sweet, sweet, sweet revenge. Now only 185 and two, so not much to report there. Really, the one you know, one touchdown goes to Tony Pollard, the other goes to Cooper. But the Pollard thing, I think, is more interesting here. So with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in that backfield. Zeke was in a a spot where this is, as the kids like to say, a smash spot, right? When did that become a thing? Anyway, you would have thought, of course, he's going to go off here. He didn't. He didn't go off here. And really what what we're looking at now with this Dallas offense is essentially a, it's a full-blown committee in that backfield. And that's not good for the stretch run. This is really, is this the start of the downward spiral for Ezekiel Elliott? I don't know. But he plays 32 out of 51 snaps. Pollard plays 19 snaps. So it's not 100% 50-50 split, although the touches were basically there in this one. So Elliott 12 carries, Pollard 11 carries, Elliott 2 catches, Pollard 2 catches. But either way, this is not what we were hoping to see for Zeke down the stretch Giants and cards uh, my big takeaway is that this is the new normal for Kyler Murray this is the new normal this is just now what we are going to expect now my my advice here is pretty simple take everything that we saw in the first eight nine weeks of the season and kind of just wipe that from your memory and now look at Kyler as this type of quarterback so instead of being a potential elite fantasy quarterback on a week-in week-out basis He's more of a back-end quarterback one, and that's fine. I think you could still win with that. He's just not necessarily – he still has the elite upside, but he's just not necessarily that guy right now. Gets Philly, gets San Francisco in his next two games if you're uh, looking forward here to week 15, week 16. Although, you know, I will say DeAndre Hopkins back in the mix here. Kenyon Drake continues to see heavy volume, and if you're going to see 20-plus carries, you're basically going to be a top 15 running back for most weeks. Wayne Gallman ran hard in this one. The offense just couldn't get it moving. Daniel Jones really struggled here. So there's still hope for Lil Wayne. He did have 15 touches. Uh, it, was, it ended up being, what, uh, just over 70 scrimmage yards. But um, either way, still hope for him. I'm not going to throw the towel in on, on him just because of this game. Broncos and Panthers. Uh, my big takeaway is that Mike Davis's performance has to sting for anybody who has Christian McCaffrey and does not have Davis. 
McCaffrey was supposed to be back. That was the plan, right? We had it planned. He's coming back. He's going to be in this game. Mike Davis goes 11 for 51. Meh. You know, McCaffrey, that's like 11 for 70, right? But the two touchdowns, that's the dagger. And, of course, Davis, used in the passing game, gets 5 for 42 as a receiver in this contest. Robbie Anderson was heavily used. I thought he was going to be just never – he didn't quite get that that play, you know, the, the to break this thing wide open. But 8 for 84, if you used him, you can't be too disappointed. Teddy doesn't throw for a touchdown but still ends up being a pretty solid fantasy play, 3 for 31 and a touchdown on the ground. Drew Locke threw for four touchdowns, so who the hell knows? Who understands this game at all, right? Two of them going to K.J. Hamler. They were his only two catches of the game. Tim Patrick getting in the end zone again, and of course we got the ultimate gesickied in this one. Noah Fant leaves the game with illness, and then we proceed to see Nick Nick Vanette go four for 20 in a touchdown. Nice. And Troy Fumagalli go four for 53. That should have all been Noah Fant's stinks that's why we liked Fant in this matchup but anyway Jags and Titans uh my big takeaway Derrick Henry's new nickname is Mr. December is he the greatest December running back in NFL history and I don't even think that's hyperbole to ask that question or to make that claim this guy is unbelievable in December and I think it's worth just just looking at the numbers over the last three seasons in in December. So, you know, this year we we know what he's done, right? Last week against Cleveland, not not obviously a good game there, but you know, 215 and 2. So it sort of makes up for it here. Uh last year, going back through his December games, uh, he has a 200 yarder against Houston. Uh, at the end of the month there, three touchdowns in that game. He started the month with 103 and two touchdowns against Oakland. And even, well, the game before that against Indy, 149 and a touchdown uh, for Derrick Henry. Of course, in 2018, remember 2018? He he started the month off, uh, well, it wasn't great against um, the Jets, but that was right before they, they finally unleashed him in in uh, whatever that was, week 14 against the Jags, he goes 238 yards, four touchdowns, follows that up with 170 and two touchdowns, 84 and a touch, and then 16 for 93 in the next game. But that was, um, he still he still topped 100 scrimmage yards. I mean, still, how many 200-yard games is this guy going to put up in December? I mean, granted, you go back to the earlier part of his career, and uh, yeah, <laughs> first two years he really wasn't Mr. December. Although, I mean, he had 11 for 109 against Houston in his second season and a touchdown. That was in December. He's Mr. December. He's Mr. December. If you have him in December, Derrick Henry. There you go. Derrick Henry's rookie year. He has five rushing touchdowns. Three of them came in December. He is Mr. December. That is Derrick Henry's official nickname going forward. Let it be said, let it be written, let it be true. Otherwise, in this game, A.J. Brown looked phenomenal. Uh, Corey Davis came back to the pack. I wouldn't worry too much about that. And stop it with the Corey Davis sucked in this game. He didn't suck. They just didn't need him. They didn't need him. They they used A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. (laughs) There's over 300 combined yards, scrimmage yards between the two of them. 
Uh, on the other side, James, James Robinson just continues to be an absolute beast. Even though this wasn't an enormous uh, yardage day, I mean, I'm giving credit where credit's due. Gardner Mitchell will be the starter next week, so the Glennon experience is over there. Jets, Seahawks, my big takeaway is that Russ is back. We were worried. Well, I wasn't, but some people were worried. Uh, No need to be worried. It it was a couple interesting matchups there, but they just absolutely... Was this a Pete Carroll revenge game? Revenge. They absolutely throttled the Jets in this one, as they should have. Uh, but didn't play down to their competition whatsoever. DK getting in the end zone. Disley getting in the end zone. Freddie Swain getting in the end zone. David Moore getting in the end zone. Tyler Lockett not. But Chris Har- Chris Carson did as a runner. They're continuing to use a lot of Carlos Hyde, but you know I think that's just preservation because this team has aspirations, obviously, for uh, a lot of playing time in, in January here, uh, moving to 9-4 and four on the season. In terms of the Jets, I mean, there really isn't much to say. I mean, I guess I could talk a little bit about the backfield here. That's about all I got for you. Uh, We were hoping maybe we'd get like a late season Ty Johnson. He did lead the backfield in snaps. He played 20. Frank Gore, 17. Josh Adams, 12. That's just a three-headed monster, though, unfortunately. Falcons and Chargers, big takeaway here. Todd Gurley is officially toast. It's done. It's toast. It's over. I was one of the last few to hang on to that thread. It is done. That's it. Finito. That's all I can say. And this game was a fascinating game because this was this was the ultimate Spider-Man gif uh, or meme game. Like these two teams are exactly the same, pointing at each other. Neither one of them can win games. Like hold leads. Somebody had to win. I mean, the Chargers literally royally screwed up. At the end of the half, yet again, kicking a field goal. Like, (laughs) if I was a coach, it would drive me freaking nuts. But anyway, they won. Austin Eckler was awesome. Nine for 67 as a receiver, 15 for 79 on the ground. Keenan Allen getting back in the mix here. Uh, nine for 52. Not a big yardage day, but scored a touchdown. He had nine catches. So what can yeah? You know, what are you gonna do? Hunter Hendry six for 41. Like the, like all these numbers. Like all these numbers. On the other side though, Calvin Ridley's awesome. Of course, Matt Ryan. This was a bad game for Ryan. He was totally flustered. Uh, he did at least throw the touchdown pass to Laquan Treadwell. And I here yeah, speaking of memes, totally did the. Uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio point at the screen meme when I saw La- Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell sighting. Like, here we go, baby. Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> God bless your brother. Uh, but otherwise, it was just Ridley. And Ridley is basically inked in for more than 10 targets if Julio doesn't play. Uh, 49ers and the football team. My big takeaway from this game is that the San Francisco backfield is the most annoying in the league. Raheem Mostert, 14 for 65. Okay, not terrible. I don't love it. But Jeff freaking Wilson gets the touchdown. Jeff, I love your name, bro. But uh, no, (laughs) come on. So annoying. The most annoying backfield in the league. The most annoying in the league. It was also annoying that Debo got hurt. 
uh, right basically at the beginning of the game. That crushed a lot of people. But when Debo doesn't play, Ayuk is just going to go nuts. 16 targets, had 10 catches for 119. Really good rookie season for Ayuk. On the other side, it's it's just a proven fact here. If Washington plays with the lead, J.D. McKissick will not be involved in the passing game. He had two catches for 18 yards, but he did have 11 for 68 on the ground. That's the best J.D. JD McKissick has looked on the ground really maybe in his career. I was pretty impressed. Uh, we'll see if Antonio Gibson can get back next week, but we have a general sense. They're going to split carries between McKissick and Barber. You know, this is what they did here. We'll see if Alex Smith can play as well, getting banged up against his former team. Dwayne Haskins was out there and, you know, doing what he could to fill in. It's just tough for the passing game. I mean, Terry McLaurin, Mick Scorin was Mick nothing in this game. Two for 24. That's it. Logan Thomas continues to ball out, though. Six for 43. I mean, that's a good tight end line right there. Uh, finally, Steelers and the Bills. My big takeaway is that Deontay Johnson crushes our dreams. Ugh, seriously, this dude, I mean, Mike Tomlin threatened it coming into the game. Mike Tomlin's like, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you'll be on the bench. And he dropped a, what, two-yard pass? Boom, on the bench, James Washington's out there. And really, that kind of, that was kind of it. The offense did not look good. You know, Juju got in the end zone, James Washington got in the end zone, whoopity freaking do. Johnson finally came back in the second half, ends up with four for 40 in this game, seven targets, but that's telling right there. Johnson plays basically half the game and still tied for the team high in targets because Juju also had seven targets. Johnson is the most dynamic player. He is the player that who Ben Roethlisberger looks to all the time when he's on the field. And I had a bunch of people because I, you know, everybody got in the Twitter bonanza tweeting about it. So I tweeted about it. And a bunch of people were saying, hey, this team doesn't look good with him off the field. And I agree 100%. But that crushed our dreams. Absolutely crushed. Uh, yeah, Ben, I figured Ben, you know, he was right on the edge of the top 12. I didn't end up having him inside the top 12. I figured it was going to be a dicey spot to start him. Uh, he ends up 187 and 2. Threw a pick six though. That was really costly there. That was that was that was that changed the game. That completely changed the game. On the other side, Josh Allen, good enough, I suppose. 238 and two, but did chip in 28 yards with his legs. So the extra 2.8 points makes a difference. But this was really all about Stefan Diggs. Fantastic. Great fit for the team. Fantastic game. 10 for a 130 and a touch. 14. Targets, 10 targets for Cole Beasley, by the way. Just didn't do it, do a ton with him. But yeah, this is all digs. All digs all day. There was a, a little more Zach Moss in this one uh, than we ordinarily uh see. He had 13 carries, so a little bit more uh of him than than Singletary, who had seven carries. But anyway, there's the uh there's the games for you. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. Break down the waiver wire uh for you on the podcast. And uh, in the meantime, you can do me a favor. Head on over to FTNFantasy.com. Check out everything we have to offer there. FTNDaily.com, FTNBets.com. Like, if you want my player props now, straight on through the Super Bowl, it's 50 bucks. So we don't have a monthly anymore. So you get seven weeks for 50 bucks. That could very well pay for itself when it comes to player props. Same deal for FTNDaily.com. NFL is $50 for the remainder of the DFS playing year, which goes straight through the Super Bowl. 
Appreciate everybody reviewing the podcast. Uh, you can continue to do so. If you haven't already, it's it's a huge help to me on Apple. Uh, if you're listening to this right now on Apple Podcasts, like say you got an iPhone, when you're done listening, all you do is scroll to the bottom of my podcast page, click the stars, and you're reviewed. If you don't have a, an iPhone, you can always do so on the web. Take 30 seconds out of your time. I just gave you 25 minutes of my time. Give me 30 seconds of yours. I appreciate that a lot. Appreciate everybody interacting and following on social media. At Jeff Rackliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Rackliffe on Instagram. And use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right. Waivers tomorrow, baby. I'll catch you on the flip side. If you need if you need that mojo tonight, I'm sending it your way. Good luck. Good luck. All right. I'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow. I'm Jeff Rackliffe, and I'm out of here. <laughs>